0: Radioinfluence.com.
1: As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions. Jim Fannin has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, students, and entire cities in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin... Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. Now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin.
0: My name's Seth Jim Psychic and producer here on America's most positive podcast. And Jim, there's something on your mind. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, Seth, there, there, I've got a lot on my mind today. But one of the words at the top of my list is honesty, honesty, okay. and that's definitely on my mind. And I want to discuss it, uh, especially with the midterm elections coming up. Honesty. Uh, But honesty um, on every level. Honesty in the workplace. Honesty with vendors. Honesty with yourself. I think that's a tough one. We always want to protect our ego. Honesty in our family, with our friends, uh, definitely with our children. And how do you um, grow an honest kid, you know? Uh, There are uh, many things that we can do. So I do want to talk about honesty, but before we get into that, I want everyone to relax. I want everyone to turn your brain off. Uh, If you're driving, keep your eyes open. And clear your mind. No past, no future. Settle in and get as present as you possibly can get. Be here with Seth and I during this show. Um, Your mantra no place I'd rather be than where I am right now. Please carry that mantra around with you everywhere. I believe that will be a cornerstone of just being happy. No place I'd rather be than where I am right now. We are full of stress us humans. I was in downtown Chicago yesterday. Stress. Traffic has increased in most major cities. Thank you, Uber and Lyft. Uh, 65,000 Uber and Lyft cars at any given time in Chicago. And if you go downtown, uh, you know traffic has gotten worse. It hasn't gotten better. And uh, uh, that creates stress. And stress is energy that backs up like a commode, and uh, it comes back on you. It infiltrates your muscles. It constricts your jaw, it gets you to grind your teeth, Uh, negatives abound, and once the energy is back on you, uh, you're not going to be in that ultimate peak performance state that we love called the zone, that purposeful calm where everything is possible according to your talent. That's what we all covet, that purposeful calm moment and honesty is doing a realistic assessment of your score level the five intangibles that make up your overarching attitude and being brutally honest with yourself am i disciplined uh no do i have a blueprint i i do i i read the book i've got a blueprint well how's that blueprint today do you have a blueprint for your three meetings Uh, I'm working on it. Well, you know, you need to hurry because uh, today's today. (laughs) So are you focused or are you in the past? And, of course, if you go in the past too much and it's especially negative, now that creates stress. That creates tension, replaying old wounds and replaying old dramas, um, rehashing negative things that have happened to you. Rehashing being the victim or the judge, uh, that's going to keep you from focusing on the task at hand. That's not a zone state. How about your confidence? You know, negative stress can definitely hobble your optimism and your confidence. And are you honest with yourself about, am I confident? Am I optimistic? And do my deeds and my words reflect that? Uh, Maybe not. Be honest with yourself. Really have an assessment of where you are. Optimism. I, I'm not sure what's better than optimism. That's the hope. The belief. That's the expectancy that your blueprint will be manifest. That good things will happen. That is the glass half full, but why not see it full? Why we always have to see it half full? And... Um, and then, of course, we're talking about being relaxed. Are you relaxed? Your awareness of not being relaxed will help you become relaxed. What does that mean? <sighs> Just take a breath. And right, right now, lower your breathing. Six to eight breaths a minute. That's abnormal. Uh, the average person listening, uh, we're in the 15 to 70 breaths a minute. We get a little panicky and... Little stressed out, downtown driving. We could go over 20 breaths a minute. Uh, That's going to wreak havoc on your entire body. It's going to cause you to eat faster, too. And when you don't put your fork down, uh, you may gain a few pounds that you don't covet, that you don't (laughs) want. So check on your relaxation. And then, are you loving life? Are you happy? Are you dancing? Come on, I, I get up and dance during commercials with because they got some great music as the backdrop of all these commercials. Yes, some of my rockers have definitely sold out, but I, that's all right. <laughs> I, you know I'm digging the music. I, I like to dance. Am I any good? Who cares? I don't care. You can watch'm I'm, I'm going to do my my thing, my Kentucky Hillbilly dancing, so uh, and and sing and music and flowers. Whether you got money or not. Have fresh cut flowers. My mom used to pick them on the side of the road. Were we happy? Yeah. Did we have money? No. No, it was always a challenge. Uh, But a smile on my mom's face. When I think of my mom, I, I see her smile. When I think of my father, I see him smile. When I think of my family in general, it makes me smile. So... Let's start the show by getting into the zone, everybody. Getting into mode, into that peak performance mindset. Learning accelerates, performance accelerates, and it's just fun being in the zone. So what's on my mind besides being in the zone? Being honest. And every human on the planet, we've probably been dishonest. And I'd like to just, Seth, kind of, talk about it a little bit. What is honesty? Um, I think most people have been dishonest, not on a major scale where we did something dastardly or illegal, but hey, I'll call you later. I I, I will call you later. Four days later, I call. Hey, I'm working out. I'm getting in shape every day. Uh, Well, I haven't for the last three days, so it's not really Every day, I guess I told a little <laughs> mini,
0: mini white lie. The entire staff at Dunkin' Donuts knows my name, my birthday, my extended family, but I'm getting in shape. <laughs>
2: but, I'm, but I'm getting in shape. And uh, how, how about the one where uh, someone calls my cell phone and I'm in the shower and I uh, I say to my wife, Can you get that, get that phone, get, get my phone for me? I'm expecting a phone call. So she gets on the phone. Oh, hi, Jim Fannin's phone. Hey, uh, I, I just want to if our meeting zone. Oh, yeah, Jim's on his way. Jim is in the shower. He is not on his way. And I t- wanted my wife to say, tell him I'm on my way. And I don't even need to say that. He'll be there as soon as possible. So instead of covering yourself with a little mini white lie uh you don't have to say anything or just blatantly i'm late i'm yeah. running late and i'll be there at 10 30 is, is that going to cause a challenge for you yeah you know and that's just being up front how are you going to come to the uh, uh wallace's barbecue oh yeah we're going to try to make it no you're not no, you're not. you don't you don't like the Wallace' <laughs> you're, not, you're, you're not going to the Wallaces you're not gonna go and the answer is no no I, I I'm not gonna be able to make it and don't qualify what it is and and Seth you've got a new baby I just saw her pictures oh my, oh my god yeah, she is so beautiful so cute so innocent and you know what's cool about your daughter what's that she's never told a lie in her life she is not (laughs) she is the most honest person on the planet if she's not comfortable she's gonna cry she's gonna let you know i i don't like what's happening right now you know i pooped in my pants or i'm hungry or i'm caught in my blanket and uh We need to go back to the basics with our kids, with our family. We can control honesty in our home. And we need to reward honesty with our kids early on. We find a wallet. It's got 500 bucks in it. I could easily pluck that 500 in cash. Five C-notes. Wow, that's awesome. And then I'll return the wallet. That's dishonest. You know, we've had stories, feel-good stories on the show of people that found money and, and gave it back. And that's what we need to teach our kids. Uh, I remember I stole some candy. I'm six. I I just, I, I 5 fingers stole it. I just blatantly looked at it, wanted it. Mom said I couldn't have it. I put it in my pocket. We get home. You would have thought World War III had broken out. You would have thought that I had killed someone. She grabbed me. We went back to the store. I had a meeting with the police. My mom <laughs> called the cops to meet me at the store. Told them that I had stolen candy. Uh, how old your son, Mrs. Van? He's six. Uh, okay, we'll send an officer there. I, I couldn't believe it. I was terrified. So the police officer came in. He said, did you take it? Yeah, I mean, I'm crying. I'm sniffling. My mom's freaking out because she put me in this situation of confrontation for these scary adults, cops and, uh, and the store manager. I never forgot that. Never forgot that to this day. Look a person in the eye. Tell them what you want.
0: Shake their hand. Your word is your bond. You know, what's funny about the, this topic is how we get to the point where, you know, we kind of slide on some things because it makes us look better. I can tell you very vividly the, the most blatant lie I ever saw before I was married. I was living in a, like a fourplex. It was kind of four units together and I had some laundry detergent kind of stored out behind my back door and I walk out to do laundry and my neighbor is putting my laundry detergent back on my shelf. And you know what? Hey, if it's an emergency and somebody may, just. May, maybe it fell off. <laughs> maybe, maybe the box fell. He was doing a good deed. He's putting it back on the shelf. It fell. He's like, it looked lonely. I just babysat well, him. Are you for in LA? Maybe there's an earthquake. That's a good. Come on, Seth. That was a good deed. Yeah, but he, the guy lived on the first floor. He's on the second floor, which he wouldn't normally be on. And he's putting my laundry detergent back. And I was like, hey, did, did you use that? And he said, no. And then he just left. All right, let me smell your clothes. (laughs) It smells
2: like Tide. Those are my, that's my detergent.
0: and I, I mean, of course, it, almost anybody's going to be neighborly. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm so sorry. I just, I got to go out of town. I had to do one load. I couldn't find you. If you said something like that, of course, it's not a big deal. But, it, uh, you know, I mean, there's zero benefit to lying at that point because n- <laughs> he, he was not invited to your wedding, was he? He was not. he, was, did he, no, he didn't want to know. But, uh, you know, but it seemed like it, that's a habit that kind of gets us to a place like that.
2: Well, you know, you can look into the news, uh, the horrific uh, killing of a journalist, uh, and then you read the reports. This is what happened, the official report. Then then all of a sudden you get another report, and then another report. They're all different. Uh, then Turkey comes out and this is what happened. Uh, there's been a lot of parodies on the comedy shows about this, and it's not a funny uh, topic, but they've turned it into a parody. Um What's the truth? The truth sets us free. Be upfront. And um, I'm seeing it more and more. What are we teaching our kids? Look people in the eye. Tell them what you want. Now, I never lied to my mom. That's a pretty bold statement. I never told my mother a lie. I did avoid the truth at all costs many times when i was a teenager and my mother was wise enough not to even go there to put me in that trick bag uh of where i could uh spin the truth if you will but uh, to me I, I look back and say what's one of the greatest accomplishments in your life I, I never lied to my parents and yeah i'm proud of that uh, but I did avoid the truth quite a bit and we have to have some inner core characteristics that are values our morals that separate us from everyone else and and I and I think being truthful has been one of those and I would hate. To see our country, the world, uh, change uh, to negativity, lies, falsehoods, spreading rumors maliciously, on purpose. This isn't political. This is both sides of the aisle. This is every type of person. But if it's a trend, and if it's something that's going to continue... I'm not I'm not sure uh what kind of place, what kind of country we're going to be. But for your daughter, for my grandson, they've never told a lie, and I'm going to do everything possible to make sure that uh that continues.
0: I hope I'm right when I ask this question. Would you say that both lying and truth-telling can be trends in your family and your company because you know i just think about something i just read about i can't remember which corporation it was one of those major corporate downfalls and uh, you, you had a, an executive assistant that said that they knew that they were essentially writing off uh credit card statements they were expensing credit card statements that were clearly uh we'll just call it illicit activity you I know mean, in case somebody's listening with their kids right the executive assistant said i 100 percent knew it but I was getting rich off of the stock price, and I just kept going. And you
2: sold out your values. Yeah. So you have to say what What is my value as a human? Am I going to sell out? Am I Am I going to do that? Life is very, very short. Very short. Uh, I'm reminded that every week someone I know uh, has someone that has passed away. That That happened. Last week, a good friend of mine, the wife, and, and I knew her well, and she passed away. Is, is that the eulogy? Are you going to say what really happened and what this person's life really was? Um, you know, you're, the eulogy is written every day by you. No one gives it and creates it. You write it every single day. And what you say about someone... Uh, it's amazing that we would have to say he was such an honest person. Uh, wow, that we put people on a pedestal for being honest. I think honesty should just be a staple of being a human. And uh, it's it's easy, especially if you get into sales, you can fudge and bend. And I I understand, but I wouldn't even go there. I, I wouldn't go there. I, I would either avoid saying something that you don't want to say that you know is not true. And in this case, where uh, the person knows that something is wrong, um, I think they need to say something. Do you sell out your character? Do you do that? And I, I say, no, You you'll pay in the long run.
0: And even if we're not talking about such an extreme situation where, you know, a major corporation winds up not existing anymore not telling the truth in 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 work in your career has some uh, very real ramifications top to bottom and you've seen this with CEOs right that uh, everybody's sending too many emails because everybody's just trying to basically cover up for themselves because we don't have an honest culture it's not CC
2: copy it's CA cover your ass I mean that's (laughs) what it is I mean I I have a CEO that uh, I coach was getting 250, 275, 300 emails every day. Well, that's inhuman on reading all those. And he finally had a meeting with everyone and said, don't send me emails, copy. If you send me an email, put important and I'll read it. Now, he did have a macro report once a week. And if he wanted a deeper dive uh, into that report, he would call that person and uh, do that. But we're all looking to cover ourselves in every way possible, and um, when you get into that type of culture, then you avoid the truth, fudge the truth, or you just blatantly don't tell the truth. Uh, It it always comes back to haunt you. You know, upfront honesty, uh, that keeps communication doors from closing. It, It squashes assumption thinking. It prevents rabid, runaway imagination that leads to gossip and rumors and and uh, hearsay and honesty helps adjust most negative situations honesty can avoid an impasse um, and it can clean up the mess if things go awry uh, you know don't make honesty a tool uh, just use it when it's convenient or it's your last card to play make it a way of life it's not a tool it's it's part of your character it's not a tool that you wield uh, to get credit for being honest. It's like, wow, I get credit for being on time. Wow, I, I got a bonus. Why? I was honest. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, that, that's kind of where I am with there. But be honest, really, with yourself. Be honest with your money. Don't spend beyond your means. Um, that's dishonest with yourself. Um, that's an ego game. You're going to lose that game. If we're honest with our money... We'd save money for a rainy day like my grandparents did. Uh, We'd have less debt, more financial freedom if we were honest. Be honest with your friends. Help them be the best they can be by being forthright. Uh, If they've changed or if it's your opinion, maybe they changed for the worst. If I'm your friend, I'm going to tell you. I'm a friend. I, I love you. I care about you. What's up? What are you doing? I don't want to hurt you. I'm here to help you become better. Uh, honesty is not always the absolute truth, but it, it's your, your perception of the truth. So I, I, I do want to make sure that's there. But give your honest perception and say it. It's my perception. That doesn't mean it's truthful, but it's my truthful perception. And, and honesty, you know, Seth, it begins in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror and, and be honest uh, with you. And if you're really looking to be the best, genuine, authentic person you can be, boy, that honesty is fresh awareness. Um, we got to shift that look inward and also be honest with your score check.
0: Okay, so we're going, we're going to do this in this show. We did at the beam the show, but just self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. Yeah, for the new
2: listeners, you yeah. know, I, decades ago, I discovered five markers. If you've been a, a fan of the show, you know these five markers. We all possess them. We have higher, low levels of them. They change, fluctuate with an email, a dirty look, uh, a situation, a condition, a circumstance can all change these five markers from high to low, from low to high. Uh, we have a level of self-discipline at any given time. Uh, when we get up in the morning, and say, "You yeah, know, I'm not going to work, and uh, I'm a bum, and I don't shave, and I'm, I'm going downtown and goofing off." Um, well, that's uh, probably not discipline, uh, especially if you have things to do. Uh, focusing, um, concentration—that's one of those markers. Uh, It narrows your focus. Uh, You only see what's in front of you. Uh, Your optimism—that's believing, expecting that the task leads to those goals, takes you to um, a vision that you have. And you got to be honest about your optimism, your confidence, which uh, optimism is an umbrella for confidence, belief, trust. But you got to be honest about your relaxation. Uh, are you chilled? Are you relaxed? Are you are are you uptight? And and once you're honest with this short S C O R E assessment and the last letters enjoyment, uh, there, it, it is the end product of what your attitude's all about. Uh, loving what you do, doing what you love. Uh, that honest assessment is going to set you free, and the awareness of these five markers, high or low. Um, Will cure it most of the time. If if it's too high and I'm too optimistic, getting a little arrogant, Jimmy, getting a little cocky, um, I need to be honest and um, with myself and realize that you know I'm going to a level I don't need to go to. Uh, I'm I'm thinking only about me, not about other people, and um, so yeah, this show is about honesty. It's on honesty on every single level, but. The one thing I know we can control is our own personal thoughts. And I know we have influence over the people that live within our home. We do have positive influence. So if I'm lying to someone on the phone and it's obvious and I've got family members in the room that hear me say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll be there. I look and I go, yeah, right. I'm not going. Oh, my goodness. I've just said, it's okay if I've changed my mind to tell them a lie. And now I'm teaching how to get out of situations, but not with the truth. I'm making it up. So control your own thoughts. That's first. Think about what you think about. And then second, influence the people that you care about and love within the four walls, out to the curb of your yard, Control that. If we get back to being better parents, better spouses, better friends, uh, better siblings, uh, I I think that's going to take our community, our states, our country um, to a level I know it's going to be more fruitful, we're going to be more happy, and we're going to have more peace. Being dishonest It's not going to work. It's a Band-Aid only to cover up something. Uh, But that Band-Aid is going to be ripped off and the truth will be revealed
0: and uh, consequences will happen. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely and the good thing is is that honesty is just a part of uh, the overall score system and yes this has helped people win the world series gold medals get to the super bowl uh it created world champions in 10 different sports but really jim what i think I, I hear you saying here is even for those people uh you're so much more than somebody who's just won a championship and this piece of honesty. If you get the accolades, if you get the promotion, if you get whatever that thing is you're going after, but you can't look at yourself in the mirror, you're not, you're not even going to enjoy it.
2: You know, you know, I, I had, uh, this happened to me twice last, last week. <clears throat> I had a vendor, no names will be mentioned, although I would love to throw him under the bus, but I won't. <laughs> and I said, uh, when will you get back to me? I'll get back to you next week sometime. I said, oh, oh okay. This was early last week. I said, will you get back to me by Wednesday? Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you by Wednesday. Will you get back to me Wednesday by the end of the day, 5 p.m.? Yeah. No matter what, you'll get back to me Wednesday, 5 p.m. Yes. His word is his bond. He called me just before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. This was last week. Last Wednesday's long gone. And he said, "What do you?" I, I, I oh, I apologize. I was supposed to call you last Wednesday. And I said, "Yeah, I, I understand." I said, "Your word obviously is not your bond." He said, "Well, thanks." And he started giving me some. Excuse. I said, "It's okay." Listen, I have to go. I'm not interested. Take me off the list. You're no longer my vendor. I wish you all the best in the world. Have a great, awesome zone day. I have to go. I'm done. I'm done.
0: Um, that was the second time that happened last week. Wow. Well, you know what, though? In being honest with yourself about somebody else, you're also adding a layer of protection. I, I remember one time I went to to look at an apartment, and uh, the gentleman showed up. And keep in mind, this was 4.30 in the afternoon on like a Tuesday. Gentleman shows up uh, quite hungover, informs me of the fact that he's hungover, and then said, well, I mean, you don't really want to rent this, do you? <laughs> uh, wow. I, I mean, that, that's that's quite extreme, right? But I think um, he was being honest. I think- <laughs> Maybe he was. He was honest. I'm hungover,
2: and you don't want to live here. <laughs> Come on, Seth. I, I like that guy. Maybe wanna- he was. Yeah, I like him. I don't want to do business with him, but I, I kind of like him.
0: It's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> he was up front. That's true. That's true. And I, I mean, I guess he told me that uh, you know that wasn't going to be a situation I was happy with. So that's not where well, I thought isn't that was going. going. is it great?
2: You go into a restaurant, and it, and at, this happened recently, uh, last week. I went to a, a restaurant. I'll give them a plug. They're they're definitely not a client. The Purple Pig. What do they serve? Pork. And it's it's downtown Chicago, and I talked to the waiter. And I said, uh, so what do you think? I, I think I, I, I want to get this particular dish. And he looked at me and he goes, no, you don't. <laughs> I go, I don't want to get that. And he goes, no, I think you should get this and this. First time you've been there? Yeah. No, get this. You're going to like this. You're going to like this better. And I went, that's what I'm going to get. And you know what? He, it was awesome. He was right. And I'll be back. Um, I like that. When a waiter is honest when I ask him a question instead of everything's great, and maybe everything is great, and, and you can be honest about that. Uh, but to tell you really and, and uh, to help you out, um, I like that. I, I'm going back there, and look, I've already plugged them. Yeah, I've, I've plugged them for no reason except for that the honesty of a waiter.
0: Well, and it sounds like you you don't choose honesty because it's going to quote unquote pay off in some way in your life. But it seems like that you and I could just come up with dozens of examples where it does. I I think about a a guy I bought a car from probably four years ago, five years ago. And he said something very similar. He's like, I don't, I don't think I don't really like that one. You know, it was used a couple years old. He's like, let's stay away from that. And we'll look at some other stuff. He could have just as easily railroaded me through. I've probably sent him six customers who wound up buying something. Yeah, exactly. So, by being honest for one minute, he sold six cars over the course of a few years. Well, let, look, let's
2: end this segment on the following look people in the eye, shake their hand, and just tell it like it is. Be upfront. Now, here's another upfront we're going to have a meeting. This is a one hour meeting. At one hour, it is a hard stop. We're gonna discuss this and this. Anything else we can talk about at another meeting. We're talking about two things. And when we're finished with the meeting, uh, there will be a call to action for everybody participating. You all ready to go? Or are we on the same page? That's being brutally honest about that meeting, telling it like it is, it's up front. There's we're not gonna get off schedule. And in one hour, it's a hard stop. Yeah. Period over gone to the next meeting and um being up front with employees being up front with a new hire um we're pretty up front jim and brads were going to be hiring soon and i would if i'm part of that process which i will uh, the buck stops here i will ask a, a couple of things um of the person that's interviewing for the job. But the one thing is that you don't get pats on the back for being on time. There's no gold star. You were you on time 20. That's expected. Uh, we're in the success business. So coming in here and acting mopey, it's not acceptable. You're going to be sent home. Do you understand that? Please do not apply for this job if you don't get that. The P word, P-R-O-B-L-E-M. It's a pet peeve here. We don't have problems. We don't have that. So if you even say that word, you're going to be sent home. We're going to pay you, but you're going home. Do you understand that up front? Uh, we have challenges, not problems. Challenges. Challenges inspire you. They motivate you. They uplift you. Problems, oh my gosh, they're wieldy and cumbersome and They're negative, and um, it's just a way of, of speaking. But up front, this is what we expect. Here's your responsibility in writing. Here's what you will be held accountable for in writing, and here's what you have the authority to do, and here's what you have the authority not to do. That's up front being brutally honest before you hire someone. Tell it like it is. And I think when we do that, we're just going to save ourselves a lot of anguish, a lot of heartache, a lot of uh, uh, wasted time, and uh, we're going to have a better workplace. Don't you love going into a company where everybody's so happy? The culture is so positive, and you can just feel it's an honest, um, it's an honest. Place to be. That doesn't mean people don't have challenges and, uh, in their personal life, but when they're at work, they're happy. I know a couple of companies like that Diamond Resorts. Um, the people that work there love it and they're happy. And that honesty about what they're doing with themselves, their interpersonal reaction, interactions with themselves, uh, creates that culture.
0: And if you don't happen to work in that culture right now, you can make it you today and you plus three people later, and you actually can be the the ripple that moves out, right?
2: Yeah, uh, I think when you're in an environment, whether it's a home environment or a school environment or or a sports team, we've all played sports where, you know, we just didn't have the best mindset. Uh, We weren't the Red Sox or the Dodgers with that mindset. Uh, The Red Sox World Series going on right now, very confident. Alex Cora, brutally honest with his team, individually, collectively, uh, in his interviews, telling it like it is, and um, it's developed this winning culture that's so much fun to be a part of. It's intoxicating. You want to be in that environment. Golden State Warriors. You want to be in that environment. So many teams have created that. And part of that environment is to do to being honest with management, being honest with the players, the coach being honest. Look, you're only going to get to play a few minutes here. You will have to really go outside your comfort level to get more minutes. I have you slotted. Yeah, I'm talking NBA. It's all about how many minutes the players get. But you're going to be getting no more than 20 minutes. No more than 8 minutes. And that's better than saying, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Come in and now I've got expectations. Maybe I can crack the lineup. You know, maybe I'm going to be the first off the bench and then I don't. Now I sit here and now I'm upset. No one gives me any feedback. Now I'm getting really ticked off. Now I'm a victim of my circumstance. Yeah, I'm on a great team, but you know, I don't get to play, and this is crap. This is not what I thought. Wow, that can turn a culture of positivity negative quickly by not being up front. Be up front with people. My, my dad always said, look them in the eye, tell them the truth, and be done with it. Don't mess around.
0: That's a, that is a great line. Like I just want to put that in a notebook and just recycle that one. Just be done with it. And, of course, when we put all these pieces together you're going to see exceptional performance happen. That's why we visit a little segment we call Who's in the Zone every week. Uh, You know, obviously it's fun to... Can I I throw... I had a... I
2: I, I want to look and see what's in the news because we're always finding some awesome stories in the news. I never had a contract with a player uh, until about seven years ago. Ever, wow. I shook my hand with Frank Thomas 20 some years ago. And I got paid. Uh, Everything happened the way we said it was going to happen. No contract. You shake my hand, I shake your hand. Here's what's expected. Here's my responsibility. Here's how you can hold me accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable. To the visions and goals, no contract. Uh, I'm I'm told I'm the only one that had a, a a huge deal with GE initially on a handshake. On a handshake, how's that possible with a Fortune 10 company? So, um, I do think you need contracts agreements for not for honesty. You need it for accuracy. Uh, And I I think that's positive to memorialize what it is. But on all other things, boy, your word is your bond. Your word is your bond. And so if you can just say that to yourself, my word is my bond. What does that mean? Uh, Weigh what you say. Say what you mean, mean what you say. But weigh your words uh, before you deliver them. Sometimes you're better off saying nothing instead of just trying to fill in the blanks and saying whatever comes to your mind to to satisfy the situation or the condition or or the circumstance. That's where the little fudging of the uh, truth comes in. Anyway, so what's in the news? We got some awesome things in the news. Let's talk
0: about who's in the zone. I, I, I do want to to set this up and just ask you how many clients have you had reached greatness on what I'll call maybe their second, third or fourth act, if you will. So, you know, they started on one thing and sometimes due to circumstances that uh, are beyond their control, they were not able to achieve their goal there. I, th- I think about our friend Teddy Keaton that built a, a great football program and they, they shut the whole program down. So it's really hard to win when it doesn't exist anymore.
2: Yeah. Not his fault either. Yeah. They, they ran out of money uh, the university he was in and He wakes up, and he's got no job, and his career is unknown what's going to happen. Um, I've had a lot of clients uh, come to me wanting the second act. Um, They had reached championship status. Uh, They fell on tough times, maybe due to an injury. Maybe it was a divorce that had nothing to do with their sport. Uh, And then they wanted to uh, rekindle. Uh, One athlete said, I know how to get to the mountaintop, but the pathway's been covered with weeds. You don't have any weed whackers to help me uh, cut this pathway uh, a little more clear for me. And, and I said, yeah, I'll make it clear, and we'll swiftly go to where your talent's going to take you. So that's being honest. Uh, that, that client was being very honest with himself, and he was telling me up front his situation, his condition, his circumstance – so the answer is yes.
0: Well, I, I know what word you're going to say, but just to set this up, Dwayne The Rock Johnson <clears throat> made the news this week for being the highest paid actor in the world. A hundred and twenty four million dollars of salary. Hello. One thing I did not realize was the fact that uh, he actually had a very good shot at the NFL when he was at the University of Miami and uh which is a football school which is a football school wound up getting hurt and a guy named Warren Sapp who went on to be in the hall of fame wound up uh starting in his place he missed a bowl game missed the NFL how easy would it have been for him to stop right there and just not and just be the guy that missed the NFL for the rest of his life as opposed to the guy making 124 million dollars
2: very impressive uh that's um being given uh Lemons, and he made lemonade. or you get an orange. Well, you make orange juice. <laughs> so uh, you know that that's closing the door in on one chapter and uh, going into another direction. so and, and with incredible confidence, obviously, uh, if you've seen any interviews with the rock, uh, he is as confident um, in an interview uh, as he is on the stage.
0: Yeah. And I believe that you sum that up with the word
2: next, 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 keep moving next, next step, next goal, next vision, next
0: chapter in my life. And so the, uh, the world series is going on right now. And you know, because of the timing of the show, we, we aren't able to actually cover the first game here. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to rag on anybody because I, I think the Dodgers have a great team. But I thought this would be a, a good moment for you to speak into. So you are going <laughs> to. So so I don't want to rag on honest? anybody. But now I'm going to rag on somebody. All right, ba- bad move in the honesty show.
2: <laughs> but do you see how such a little t- it's it, it not being dishonest? But it was like I don't want to rag on anybody.
0: But yeah, that 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 is a. Good, a good learning lesson right there. That is. Justin Turner, who's the uh, third baseman uh, for the Dodgers, said that even if he... Great player. Great player. uh, He said, even if we win two or three World Series in the future, I'll probably remember losing game seven more than uh, any of my championships. I was like, oh, there's a guy that needs to to tweak a statement there, tweak a belief.
2: Yeah, because um, anchoring on a past hurt, a past disappointment... Yeah, I, I, I tell athletes, you don't need to forget that. They kind of tuck it up under your lip, but it's got to motivate you. It's got to inspire you. But the one thing that it cannot do is get you to try too hard and get you to overthink because you don't want to repeat that. And um, I think that's the cautionary tale here uh, of the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, you're playing awesome. You're back in the World Series and just be you. It's not the same team. It's a little different. Uh, A few personnel differences. Um, But you've got to do what uh, brought you to the dance and uh, trying, T-R-Y, try to ruin yourself. So anchoring yourself on the past, it can motivate you. Uh, but it can also get you to try too hard. That's the kiss of death, and on, on the world stage, especially.
0: And just a quick recap: if somebody maybe is only come in the last couple episodes, you ha- have what's called the reboot tool, which is literally just blanking out your mind. So if you're walking into a meeting or out in the World Series or onto the golf course, thinking about that thing you got hung up on before, there is a way to get that out of there.
2: Yeah, and the reboot's very simple. You'll uh, shut your eyes, unhinge your jaw. Uh, you'll lower your breathing back down to uh, uh, six to eight breaths. That's real long inhale, real long exhale. And then on the screen of space, blank, absolutely blank, and no different than a, a real computer. Uh, if you got too many things on the screen, too many programs open, uh, the computer can run slower. Sometimes it can freeze. What do we do? We reboot. Our brains operate exactly the same way. Reboot. Clear your mind. And then when you open your eyes, focus your energy away from you to your next objective, your next move, your next step. And these reboots, by the way, have been used at the World Series on the mound. The reboots have been used at the World Series on the on-deck circle, and I suspect uh, this World Series, the reboot, will also be used. J.D. Martinez uh, has gone through the score system. He knows the reboot tool. Alex Cora has gone through the score system as a player. Uh, He's been on our show this year uh, talking about the Red Sox. I'm sure if he's overthinking, he'll reboot. The one thing I like about what Alex Cora has done he does use statistics uh, for tactical purposes, and I like that. But the one thing he's done, he always has his intuition that will govern everything. It will override statistics, logic, even past experience. Your intuition is real-time information that your conscious mind does not possess. It'll tell you what other people are thinking. It'll tell you what a hitter, what pitch a hitter might be sitting on. And the catcher puts down a curveball and it's logically uh, correct that that would be maybe the right pitch. And to this guy, the right pitch. But my intuition says, throw him a fastball on the hands. What do I do? Do I go with logic? Do I listen to my catcher? Now, you listen to your intuition. I've had so many players come back to me in so many different sports. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, I knew it. I just knew it. I should have thrown the fastball. I knew it. And uh, how many times do we have an intuitive vibe? We could be out on the golf course. It's a six iron. Yeah, My caddy. Yeah, it's a six iron. Yeah, it's a full six. Just, Just flush it. And my intuition goes, 7-iron. What? It kind of whispers. Where would that come from? It says it once, and my caddy's sitting there hold, holding the 6-iron. What do I do? How many times have you hit the 6-iron? And he went, I knew it was a 7-iron. How many times have we done that on a test in school where we knew the answer, but, nah, We went with something else. And then we get the test back and we went, gosh, I knew that. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Listen to your intuition. And if your mind is clear, uh, you'll listen to it. uh, When you do listen to it, it'll be uh, louder. But if you're thinking about the past, you're trying too hard, you're into the future, your breathing's up around 20, uh, intuition, you won't hear it at all. That's why I like uh, what Alex Cora has done with the Boston Red Sox. Rookie year as a manager. Kudos to Boston. Uh, We'll see. Hopefully, uh, for both teams, they'll they'll remain the same as they were during the whole season. And we're going to have a seven-game crazy extra inning down to the wire. (laughs) And I've been in one of those. I was in a seventh game coaching nine guys. Marlins-Indians 1997 in the locker room with that and it came down to one pitch uh, and it gave the Marlins uh, the win so uh, hopefully it's a World Series
0: that's going to be fun and exciting like that absolutely you know honesty and inspiration go together because if people don't think you're honest they're they're not going to buy into what you have to say in the long term, right?
2: You're right. You need to be your genuine, authentic best self, and uh, that'll inspire people more than uh, them thinking you're making something up.
0: Well, Ruth Zuckerman, uh, you could say she's doing pretty well this year. She's the co-founder of SoulCycle, which in a lot of cities, and a lot of markets, kind of is the millennial form of exercise.
2: Uh, She's doing really, she's got 88 studios in 15 markets, and her fan base, cult-like I mean they just love this uh the cycling soul cycle and flywheel uh it's really booming and you know what that comes from ruth yeah her her truthfulness her honesty obviously is coming through to her instructors people managing her uh classes and it's going right to uh her fan base
0: yeah and I love this quote when they ask her how she did it because they just kind of keep hitting these breakthroughs. She said, uh, you just have to find people who are really excited and get them to love their jobs. And I'm guessing the person doing the interview was expecting her to say, well, you gotta, you know, you gotta get the money right. Or you gotta, you gotta do this trick. She was saying, really invest in the people around you. And I believe you called that shared vision.
2: Shared vision and also, you know, hire people that have passion, passion for learning, passion for being better, passion for improvement, and passion for being a team member. Um, passion is very difficult to teach or train. That comes from that person. So when you are hiring, uh, and I, I believe Ruth has hired well because she has people that absolutely Do what they love, love what they do. That's part of the enjoyment. That's the E in score. She hires not only good instructors, she hires passionate instructors.
0: Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about the san antonio spurs and the la lakers of course lebron james first season out on the west coast and the the san antonio spurs would probably be called a, a rebuilding this year uh year this year however after unfortunately there was a fight uh the lakers are missing uh rajon rondo and they wound up losing the game uh, and brandon ingram and, and brandon ingram they wound up losing by one point and lebron missed a, a couple of uh, clutch shots down, you know, uh, down
2: LeBron, LeBron choked. I watched that game. First of all, LeBron uh, was amazing, and that was an amazing game from both sides. I, I watched the entire game, and um, he made a three pointer with basically no time to send it into overtime. It was gutsy, it was a dagger. He hadn't been taken to three. But LeBron was amazing. So he's in the zone right there. Oh, he was in the zone. Uh, the, uh, the place went berserk. I mean, the uh, intensity and the chance of MVP. And the thing I loved about LeBron is he got everybody on his team involved. He could have easily gone in for some layups, and he dished it out for three-pointers and uh, little mid-range jumpers. Uh, LeBron uh, 32 points, 14 assists, but here's what happened. It goes into overtime. L.A. goes up. I think they were up by 8 in overtime. Uh, LeBron did miss two free throws, at which he stated this is unacceptable. He admitted it. Unacceptable. Uh, He made a last-ditch three-pointer. It was a step back, fade away to his left, three-pointer at the buzzer. Uh, I think it's a few seconds left. Uh, I really felt, and of course he said, I make that all the time. I practice that shot. So did he choke? I thought he did choke on the free throws and missed two in a row. Uh, but on that shot, I don't, I'm not sure why he didn't just go to the hole. Yeah, Just go. I mean, he's unstoppable when he goes to the hole, uh, but he felt confident of taking it. You can't fault a guy for wanting that shot in the clutch, but the two missed free throws, as he said, unacceptable. I guess LeBron is human, but I will tell you, they, uh, the Lakers look good. I, I, they've already improved. They've played three games. They're 0-3, but they've already improved, even though they haven't won a game, They've been in all these games. And so the LeBron factor of him being in the zone and getting everybody else in the zone um, and being brutally honest,
0: my missed free throws is unacceptable. Um, I love it. Just one more point before we move on here. If you're temporarily out two players after a negative event, like a fight or something like that, you're in the locker room. How do you get, get... the whole crew back onto a similar mindset because that's, that doesn't just affect the two guys that are in play and that, that affects not just the rhythm of the game, but the mentality of everybody who's suiting up in purple and gold.
2: I, I think the way that game, that game was amazing. I mean, they, they scored, you know, 285 points between them. I mean, that, who does that? 143, 142 without Rajon Rondo, without Brandon in Ingram, and uh, uh, Ball uh, made a very timely, uh, important three-pointer uh, down the stretch. So it was good to see him do it. And then, then you look at the Spurs. They trade Kawhi Leonard, uh, the heart and soul of the team. A, a lot of uh, discontent there. But they bring in DeRozan. This guy's awesome. I, I looked at uh, the Spurs to come into that star-studded atmosphere and it was rocking and rolling uh, and to come away with the victory uh, uh, kudos to Popovich who's uh, to me uh, the iconic uh, coach uh, he's the coach of all ages I-, I do love Brad Stevens I do love Steve Kerr and we'll see about uh, uh, Luke Walton how he's going to do but uh, what a great game And I I think the Lakers, I was not looking for them to make the playoffs, but if they're going to keep improving like this so quickly and LeBron can keep his confidence and energy, which I believe he will. And then you know what's interesting? LeBron made one statement. This is a process. It's a process. And we just keep working the process, getting better at the process. And uh, this guy is a winner. Uh, he is a valuable, most valuable player. Uh, it's going to be exciting, the NBA season. And the West, whoo! Uh, Houston, uh, San Antonio still. Uh, you've got uh, Portland, uh, who's awesome. So the West uh, with Golden State. Uh, Denver's good. Salt Lake City's awesome. It's going to be a fun NBA season.
0: Before we move on from sports here, one more. We're going to go to the NFL. Uh, Detroit Lions beat uh, Miami, and a a player I had not really paid attention to, I I think a lot of people probably hadn't, on Johnson had a 70-yard, so excuse me, I don't want to short him, a 71-yard run. From scrimmage. uh, From scrimmage, which was the turning point of the game. You know, you have coached so many people that – maybe come to you feeling like they're down on their luck. They don't know if they can really change the circumstances. This guy just changed the team in a week.
2: Well, uh, for the last seven years, they've been a passing team. Uh, I don't think they've had a guy uh, that ran for that many yards since 2011. Uh, Stafford, the quarterback, uh, has thrown more attempts than almost anybody in the league. Uh, But now, having a running game, man, that's going to make the passing game even better. Uh, anytime a, a runner, uh, because these defenses are so good and up front, these guys are so big, so quick on both sides of the ball. Anytime a guy's running for a hundred yards, that's a game changer. That says, uh, uh, we can't cheat. Uh, you know, we, we gotta protect, uh, running off tackle, running up the middle. I've coached running backs, um, uh, I've had great conversations with great running backs like Gail Sayers, a friend of mine. In fact, Seth, we need to get Gail on, on, uh, <laughs> I would be on, up for that on our show. I've had, uh, many lunches with him. Uh, in fact, I asked him, why are you so great? What made you great? And he goes, I, I, every play it, it designed against uh, the right defense is expected to go for a touchdown. You know, if everybody does their job, of course, that's not what happens. Um, Somebody misses a block. Uh, the defense overplays at the last second, makes a a, a defensive uh, alignment, and um, I was always prepared for the unexpected. I go, really? You believe that's what made you great? Yes, and I could slow down the game. Really? What does that mean, Gail? How do you slow down the game? He said, I was so in the moment that I could look at a hole in the line that I was supposed to run through, and it seemed like a truck could run through there. And then when I look back on film, I can't believe I scooted through that little opening that stayed opening for like a half a second. Uh, so I did have the ability to be very present, uh, not overthink anything. And, uh, of course, he was known for the you know Hall of Famer, Chicago Bears. He was known for uh, making those, uh, turning something out of nothing.
0: Uh, on the field, let's look at a little little good news here. We are America's most positive podcast. You, you've talked at length uh, at different episodes about uh, insulating you're, yourself.
2: You're, you're you're a dad. <laughs> I know. Look at you. You're laughing I, every time I say that. You start no. smiling. That's the good news. It is. Seth, you're you're an old man now. <laughs> my old man.
0: I, Ava's got to go. Yeah, that's, my, that's old man. my old man. That that is totally true. You insulate yourself when you travel, right? You talk about not letting things get to you. This is a mentality. You cocoon yourself. Take my luggage. I'm fine.
2: I'll I'll get new clothes. Yes, yeah. I go into a travel cocoon. Uh, extreme positivity. Uh, I've been threatened to be tased because I'm so happy. How are you? I'm seven levels above awesome. Uh, get the taser <laughs> for the for the guy in two two C. He's a little too happy.
0: Well, there's two entrepreneurs who have created, I I mean, I almost want to call them fan-in glasses. There's sunglasses that are designed to be worn when you really want to stay in the moment and they actually block out screens. So you're in a good mood. You're traveling through the airport or phantom, phantom glasses, phantom glasses, and you don't want to be interrupted. You could actually throw these on. Okay, people might think you're a little bit of a diva. You got to, you know, kind of that Hollywood vibe going on. You're wearing sunglasses inside. I just thought this is a fascinating way to maintain your focus, maintain your optimism.
2: This is called blinders, and I'm from Kentucky for our horses. This is putting on blinders. The shades utilize a special kind of polarized lens, blocks the light. So when someone wears the glasses in a sports bar, for example, and they look around... The TV screens magically seem to go black, so it just blocks out the noise. Um, I don't. I, I think there's a time to have those glasses on, and maybe traveling is uh, is one of those times. Uh, but I find it very, very interesting uh, about those glasses. They're called IRL glasses, uh, which stands for in real life.
0: And one of the reasons we elevate these positive stories is because we find these amazing things that we can't believe aren't a bigger deal. And they are a bigger deal as far as, you know, improving humanity, but they don't, you know, I believe it was Winston Churchill. That's because this is an episode about honesty. Didn't Winston Churchill, Mark Twain said that a lie is halfway around the world before the, the truth gets dressed or something like that. Right. Well, man, I can't believe this isn't a bigger deal there. Uh, there's some research on a new drug that would actually prevent migraines 30 million American adults are affected by this.
2: I've had a few clients that had migraines to the point of uh, debilitating performance. I mean, really. And, um, yeah, tell me a little bit more about this.
0: Yeah, so this is basically instead of uh, trying to treat the migraine right when it hits you, you're going to be able to uh, take an actual pill that actually helps prevent this thing and of course you know when these get announced it's not necessarily that it's it's going to be at the pharmacy right then but uh the fact that we keep having improvements in human health like you know they're, they're finding out that a lot of times used to be you had to have your appendix out and that's no longer the case going forward they're going to be able to treat appendicitis without I, removing i it. think at whole foods they'll take out your appendix <laughs> yeah
2: i'd like to have a kidney please and could you check my liver i i think we're going to be able to go in and have all these things tested. You're you're right. Uh, We are constantly upgrading uh, our health. Uh, But the one thing I think we can upgrade even more than our health, our mindset, which uh, can promote positive health or negative health. Most of doctors' appointments, the majority are psychosomatic. Over 50% of people that go see the doctor, uh, they created and manifested uh, that uh, those tendencies, uh, those symptoms, uh, and even that disease. Over fifty percent. Uh, I love what's happening in medicine. I I also uh, I'm not an advocate of taking more pills and more medicine, uh, so I'm always skeptical. You know, even reading the commercials on TV, I'm like, I, okay, I take that pill, no more psoriasis, but I could have suicidal thoughts and hang myself from a chair in the living room. What? Why am I doing that? Why do I want to take that? And I know it's everybody covering everything, but uh, I'm a little wary of medicine, but I like this because migraines. Uh, again, I had a client, I mean, couldn't play, it was a golfer, I'm debilitated. Yeah, couldn't play and uh, uh, literally had to walk off the golf course uh, during a round on the PGA Tour. Could not play at all. So how many million again?
0: 30 million adults are affected. So if we can get that number down, I mean, a lot of us are going to have... And this is
2: just by taking a pill. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Count me in. If I started getting migraines,
0: where's that pill? Let's go one more before we we go out by uh, doing a score check here. You talk about loving what you do How about loving what you do for 96 years uh, Anthony Manicelli, I believe how you uh, pronounce that He's a barber over in Manicelli Manicelli, 107 years old He's working full time His hands are steady His eyes are clear And he is on his 96th consecutive year as a barber. I mean he, he was he should have the hang of it. <laughs> <laughs> he should definitely ninety
2: six years how long have you been cutting hair? Ninety six years. That's impossible. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. Kudos to him. What's the secret of his success? Uh he's know- obviously Got a great attitude. Yeah.
0: I mean, he said he's he's still cutting air. He's still cutting air. He said he doesn't drink or smoke heavily and uh, he watches what he eats and he said he just loves it. He has no plans to retire. And he He stands on his feet all day. He stands on his feet for eight hours a day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So. To get to a place I like want to get a haircut from that guy.
2: <laughs> I want to find this guy. I want to have a haircut from a guy that's been doing it for 96 years. Wouldn't you love to talk to him yeah. about uh, the change in hairstyles over the years and what's his favorite style? Uh, what's the most famous head of hair he's ever cut? Uh, did he ever butcher anybody in the chair and have to do it over Give their money back. He's got to have more stories than the Willis Tower in Chicago. This guy's got, because
0: everybody tells
2: their barber, their hairdresser,
0: everything. Well, he uh, apparently is famous for saying to uh, clients that are 80 and 90 years old, well, when you get to be my age. (laughs) (laughs) I like, Seth, get this guy on. Come on. We got
2: to get him on the show. (laughs) This this is a guy. Well, this is, uh, you know, we had a show talking about the blue zones. Yeah. And this is another case where retirement? Think about the word retire. When you retire in a sporting event, you've quit. Yeah, you're done. You're done. I've retired. Even the word tire makes me want to take a nap. I'm tired. I've retired. So, don't retire. Just transition to something different. Something that meets your fancy and uh, something that gets you passionate, gets you fired up, don't retire. Take your retirement package, if that's what they call it, but it's a transition. Next, next chapter, 96 years cutting hair. That's awesome. He's in the zone.
0: Yeah. This is a zone. He's a zoniac. And of course... You may we, be the godfather of, of Zodiacs. Zodiacs. Yeah, all this, you know, we, we've covered a lot of arenas. We 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 always look at different kinds of stories for for who's in the zone. But all clutch performances, all peak performance, they have five elements in common.
2: Can I say something before we go down this let's, road? Let's
0: do it. Yeah. Do you mind? Yeah, go
2: for it. The ninety second rule. I believe most decisions can be made in ninety seconds. Now. If you're going to buy a new business, transition your career, you probably should sleep on it, maybe take a little more time. I got that. But most things can be changed in 90 seconds. The 90-second rule that applies to you and your significant other, I'd like for everyone listening right now, make sure that you're up to speed on this. If you've been away from someone that you care about and love at least two hours, at least two hours. So Seth, you you've been away from your family at least two hours. The first ninety seconds that you arrive home has more impact on your relationship and relationships than spending hours and hours with them later. Put your cell phone down in the driveway. Don't walk in on your cell phone. Clear your mind of the radio show, clear your mind of whatever you've been doing, be present, and give your significant other 90 seconds, I'm here, and look her or him in the eye long enough to discern eye color. If they're sad, and you see that they have a sad look or a chaotic look, kind of mirror that, not that you want to go there, but I want to relate so I can bring you up the stairs to more positivity. And if they're excited, go get excited. So mirror whatever they are. But that 90 seconds where you look that person in the eye long enough to discern eye color says, I miss you. I care about you. I value our relationship. I need you in my life. 90 seconds. Now, if you have little kids... Yours isn't walking yet. No, that's uh, another show. Yeah, when they start walking,
0: and a different, it's a game changer.
2: Oh yeah, Uh, it's a game changer. But if you have little kids, hold them up. Let me hug mommy. Let me hug daddy. And now you're training your children how to be respectful to their significant other. Twenty five years from now, or thirty years from now, and you're also showing respect to mom. And teaching them about respect. So you hug mom or dad first, then you go to your kids. And then if you have a teenager, well, you're only going to get 90 seconds anyway, if you got a teenager. <laughs> I mean, there's you know, that's about the limit. you may not get 90 seconds. Don't violate the 90 second rule. Now this applies also when you go to work. So if you're listening to this and you're on the way to work, that first 90 seconds really sets the tone for you and your coworkers. And if you're a BOSS, you're you're that person that's leading your company, walk the garden. Walk around the office. Engage. But again, look people in the eye long enough to discern eye color. Don't look longer than that. They'll think you're crazy or nuts. But look people in the eye. That's something we haven't been doing as a society. We don't look people in the eye. And I know when I do that and engage with someone, in the eye and this happened to me yesterday um it's a different meeting they're not used to that and of course the eye is the window to the soul look people in the eye don't violate the 90 second rule it's time for the zone cafe and seth we've been talking about those five markers s-c-o-r-e it's the cornerstone of all my coaching all my books Uh, All my audio tapes, my 90 Second Rule program, uh, which is uh, our best selling program, six hours. The score system is the cornerstone of that. Uh, It's a cornerstone of my book, The Blueprint. And and it's really what this show is all about. So you're in your car, you're driving up to the Zone Cafe, and you got to order one ingredient. So what do you need? What do you need right now listening to the show? Do you need more self-discipline? Is that what you need? Do you need more concentration? Are you trying to do too much? Got too many balls in there? Do you need more optimism? Do you need to keep selling you on you? And do you need to deal from your strengths as opposed to what you don't do well? Or do you just need to chill out and breathe and and relax and and shed yourself of this worry and this anxiety and, and maybe get rid of that fear or maybe, maybe just going through the motions. Yeah, I had a client, football client, NFL guy, who actually told me, and watching, you would not believe it. He said, yeah, last week I just kind of went through the motions. I hopped a ride on the normal routines. I didn't go beyond that. I didn't, I didn't have that enjoyment, that passion uh, to meet these challenges. And I, I didn't see it. He was being honest with himself uh, this coming week it's going to be interesting watching play with this new uh, mindset of enjoyment so if you need some enjoyment some pep in your step little enthusiasm that's what you're going to order so you're at the cafe you got to order one thing you can go around the block come back and order again and you can obviously do this little score check anytime all right dad what are you ordering
0: you know I'm going to go with some optimism for this week Let's keep everything up and bright and looking forward. What's going on with your life? What, Enjoyment. What are you
2: Enjoyment? I, I'm, I'm having the best time. Uh, I want to keep this high level of positivity, but I, I want to keep this enthusiasm. I, I want to be cutting hair for 96 years. I, I mean, that barber blew me away. He has to still have passion for what he does. He loves what he does. That's amazing. And um, so for this week, I'm, I'm going to be very cognitive of my enjoyment level and to make sure that uh, I'm giving smiles away. I've got a friend of mine who uh, uh, he's crazy, uh, Jimmy Z. We're going to have to have Jimmy on, on, on the air. Uh, he loves strangers. So I go to the movie uh, and we saw Star is Born. Oh my goodness. That's another show that a zone show. Great show. Go see it. Um, Lady Gaga is phenomenal and Bradley Cooper can sing, which is amazing. But Jimmy Z is always talking to people in the elevator. He's always putting a smile and he'll look at people and go, There's no smiles here. What's wrong? He does it to everybody. There's no and, smiles. What, where are the smiles? I need some smile. Help me. I need some smile. And of course, everybody starts laughing and smiling. And he also has pay, it, uh, uh, pay the pun forward. He's got a crazy pun. I'll have to have him on the air. He tells his puns uh, to waiters, to anybody to listen. But uh, I don't think he's ever met a stranger, and he puts a smile. I don't know if I can z- Jimmy Z... Uh, The enthusiasm, but I'm going to go as high as
0: possible. Yeah, I'm I'm into enjoyment this week. And hey, we end the show like this every week, but this is here all the time. We invite you, we encourage you, we certainly hope that you come back. Uh, You know, Jim's clients are doing this every few hours, and like you said earlier on the show, you know, you could get an email, a dirty look, a red light, whatever that could just knock this down a bit. You come back and do a scores to check and bring your your mentality right back into focus for performance.
2: And the main theme of this show today is about honesty, and I I think honesty again starts in the mirror. Look in the mirror, be honest with your score assessment, and uh, the awareness of it will fix it the majority of the time. And of course, when all those five intangibles are at their highest level, you're going to attract that phenomenon that athletes chase around the world. The Red Sox want it. The Dodgers want it. Every NFL team wants it. And that's called the zone. Be in the zone, everybody. That's the only place to be
1: need more help getting to the zone or want to check out some of Jim's books, follow Jim on Twitter at Jim Fannin or visit JimFannin.com for more incredible tips to help you become your best, most authentic self. This has been the Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. Are you looking to change your life? How about changing your
2: life for the better in less than 10 days? 90 second rule. It's a program you can get at JimFannon.com. Ten days to simplify and balance your life, family, relationships, and business. And this program is audio. It's a physical program with a writable, downloadable workbook, but it's also you can get it digitally. So you'll get it mailed to your home, but you can also download it digitally. Twelve sessions on six compact discs feature more than two dozen portable, powerful, champion-tested tools that just take 90 seconds to implement and deliver near-instant results. Again, there's a writable PDF workbook packed with information, exercises to double the impact of what you hear on the CDs. And there's a bonus DVD to give you the five qualities of true champions and the 90-second rule for relationships. I'm proud of this program. It's uh Been a bestseller internationally, and again, it's the 90-second rule. 10 days to simplify and balance your life, family, relationship, and business. So if you're looking to make a major change, this program's for you. Check it out at jimfannon.com. Just go to the store and order the 90-second rule.
1: Hey, this is Bobby Sue Doyle Hazard host of Leveling the Playing Field a podcast truly focused on women in the sports world. I'm so excited to bring this to you. It is for young women who are looking to get into the sports industry and women who are already in their careers also looking to make a change I want to put a spotlight on the amazing women that we have in sports now and hopefully we can all learn a little something Please make sure to subscribe to my podcast Leveling the Playing Field on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and with my guys at RadioInfluence.com.